I want to raise a child who has a sensitivity to the needs around him, a sensitivity to others, a leader who is a noticer. Welcome to another edition of Parenting on Purpose from Sheridan House Family Ministries. Here's Dr. Bob Barnes. We're talking this week about dealing with self-centeredness. We're talking this week about no selfie, no selfie. A selfie is not marriageable, not employable, not usable, not teamable, hardly churchable, because it's all about me and meet my needs. But there's a deeper awareness necessary here, and we find it in Luke chapter 10. In Luke chapter 10, verse 25, and, and everyone listening knows this story, but let me read it. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. In other words, didn't really even want an answer. He's just trying to test him teacher he asked what must i do to inherit eternal life what is written in the law he meaning jesus replied how do you read it he answered and he had to love this he had to love getting to pontificate and answer well to love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself and jesus answers in verse 28 you have answered correctly jesus replied do this and you will live but the man wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And here's the story, and here, here is the why and the what of life right here. And it's the why and what we want to teach our children, but we also want to live it. It, it says in verse 30, in reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Ju uh, Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, pass by on the other side. But a Samaritan, and when, they, when Jesus uses the word Samaritan, they're probably going to think he's going to go over and rob him more. A Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, denarii and gave, him to, gave them to the innkeeper. Look, look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense that you may have. And then Jesus said, which of these do you think was a neighbor? You've just told me this is what we're supposed to do. Love God with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourselves." Which was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert in law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. We're trying to raise our children not to be self-centered. The Pharisee walks by because he's just been to Jerusalem. And if he goes over and touches a, a man who's bloody uh, or touches a dead man, he's unclean. He can't go to Jericho. He, can't, he has to go through. A, and and let me tell you what I learned in Jerusalem. It's all about him. He'll have to go through a cleansing time. But the Samaritan sees a need. He's a noticer. He sees a need. Not about me. And the not about me in our culture takes training. And it takes family training. You know, we're, we're at Sheridan House Family ministries we want to talk about the barnes house family ministry what as a family how are we teaching that i watched you do that tori with your boys uh this week we have a new uh neighbor that moved in next to us an elderly lady and you and mom made cookies with the boys uh which the kitchen was a disaster after the boys made cookies and then you delivered the cookies and you let the boys deliver the cookies to our next door neighbor and our next door neighbor was ecstatic i understand i didn't go um and and watching what happened but your boys got to do something for someone 
someone else. And the fun part about the cookies is especially the three-year-old is wondering, why are we giving perfectly good cookies away? Um, <laughs> these cookies should be for us, all of them, every one of them. And watching the process take place was really, really cool. It was a it was a Roberts House family ministry uh, to the next-door neighbor. That's That takes training. There would never be a child initially initiating. Now, Ruben, I guarantee next time there's a new person moving in, we'll get it. He's got a sensitive heart. But it doesn't occur to the typical kid, hey, somebody's moving in. We need to be delivering cookies or something to them. It's a training process that now they've seen it done once. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is our why. And we're doing it as a, as a one flesh family. Let's deliver. And I think part of that, too, and I actually almost missed it, is on driving home, we were talking about g- delivering the cookies. And it I mean, I know God put this on my heart because I just didn't even think about it. But I was telling Reuben, Reuben, we were able, and Judah, but I was telling him specifically, we were able to follow one of G- uh, Jesus's direct commands. Mm-hmm. We were able to serve today an orphan and a widow. We served a widow. Mm. We we took we made her, you know we took her cookies and we we spent some time with her because she was she's alone. And I said that's one of Jesus's direct commands. How we can be his hands and feet was to serve orphans and widows, and we were able to follow through on that today. Mm. But the the thing is, I almost missed it. I almost missed my teaching moment because I just was driving home and thinking about something else. And I, I think part of this teaching service is being able to talk them through the process. It's not it's not just the action; it's the discussion. Because then they miss the why, right? If we don't do discussion, and I would have missed the James passage. I think it's James one twenty seven. This is good and worthy religion. Take care of widows and orphans. I, I think there's there's two kinds of these and the one kind we did is the best for little children and there's another kind as they get older there was a christmas where our family each bought christmas presents before we had the single mom toy shop mm-hmm. we remember we bought uh, presents and you guys participated in helping us buy presents for a single mom and her children and we dropped them off at her door uh rang the doorbell ran down the street got in the car and drove away and uh, then drove by, made sure she got them in the toys in the house. But we never got to hear thank you. She didn't know who d- delivered them. And, and that was a real special one for me. Because in this story here, uh, it's next step story. The, the, the inference is the guy's still unconscious. So I'm going to leave you some money. Continue to take care of him. And uh, never left his calling card. Uh, here, here, you can give him this card so he can send me a thank you note. Nothing zero zip. Because I didn't do it for that person. I didn't do it for that person. I totally did it for God. God, this is loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and take that and manifest it in loving your neighbor as yourself. And one of the most significant parts about loving God is is that that's the motivation, whether you hear thank you or not. Right, and I think even in our culture, we've become okay. Well, do I get a tax write off for that? I mean, even even our charity, we want something back for. Oh, you're, you're pressing me hard here on this one. And I, I think you know the the interesting thing about the priest and the Levi is they didn't because it didn't serve their purpose. Hmm. They, they, they knew the it, religion. Was un, it was unclean. So yeah. they couldn't, they knew the religion. So they, they were serving their religion, religion rather ser- than serving God. It didn't serve their purpose. I just want to, I just want to follow up on the tax write-off thing. I make people take tax write-offs. I think they should right. get all the money from the government they could possibly get back. Well, but I, you're I, right. I do think, I mean, that, that is being wise with your money and we're supposed yeah. to handle our money, but I think we need to be, you know, one of my friends um, who is going through a difficult time. And this was a major ministry to me personally. 
she was going through a diff- difficult time in her family. So in order to keep her focus, got her two four-year-olds at that point involved, and they went to Costco and they bought granola bars. They bought- um, Can we just say out loud, this is Melissa Kepper. Melissa Kepper. And it was her son who was, um, he had spent, I think, 90 days in the NICU at that point. And so she was- in and out of the NICU, very overwhelmed, you know, just it, it was a faith journey for her personally. Um, I mean, they, they almost lost her son on several occasions. And, yeah. and this shows, this to me revealed her heart. Her, her whole focus through that, you know, very horrible time in her family was to serve others and to train her children to serve. So she took her two four-year-olds to Costco. They bought granola bars. They bought socks. They bought um, non-perishable items. And she would keep they made what did she call them blessing bags she would keep ziplocs in her van where every time they drove by a homeless person she would have her children watching for them she they would pull out the the blessing bag and give it to a homeless person oh my goodness and it was her way of keeping her focal point on what really mattered she didn't want to lose herself she wanted to consistently be serving she others lose herself at the NICU right she yeah. wanted to keep serving others okay now that everybody's sitting here in the studios in tears we'll we'll try to continue on that that is brilliant mm-hmm. that is brilliant and was she, and she's brilliant. She's awesome. No child would say that, probably. Mom, we need to come up with this. But those child's children will never forget that. No, she was teaching her, her children to look for the least of these, yeah. even in their difficult time. You know, part of her time in ministry to her children during that was to keep them focused on others. They could have been so consumed with their their NICU stay and their constant in and out of the hospital, and their, but they, they were still focused on serving others. It's, and, a, it's just amazing. I'm reminded of Rebecca, Roby's wife. Um, her family, Christmas Eve, <laughs> stopped everything at Christmas Eve, every Christmas Eve, and drive in. They live in Washington, D.C., drive into to areas where there are people uh, with nothing Christmas and, and hand out sweat socks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. In a sandwich, they hand it, would hand them, you know, their their dinner. They would take. Oh, them. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think oh, they took them bags, lunches, so they would have Christmas dinner. Oh, I, I think. Oh, oh, I, I, that those are the things that sensitize a child's heart. But those are also the things that help a child realize, you know what? I, I've been focusing on what I don't have. Um, these people don't have anything. Right. So getting to focus as a family, I think family ministry, having a family, this is who we are. This is what we do. Um, I remember one year when we were handing out turkeys to single moms, and a single mom came up to me and said, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. The lady who's carrying those turkeys out, passing them out of the pickup, out of the back of that, of your truck, is that Judge Alamon? And I said, yeah, that's Judge Alamon and her husband, Omar. She said, I'm, I'm a bailiff at the courts. I cannot believe Judge Alamon is doing I said, well, she's from Michigan. This is who she is. Serving, serving, serving. She's, she's not with us anymore. She's gone home to heaven. But one of our great, great servants. I, I And I will bet her parents trained her to be a servant, which made her a great circuit court judge. She got it and went way overboard on the things she needed to do. And, and, and who she was was someone everyone at the courts loved. I want to raise a kind of leader. And so we, we've got to decide that, okay, where does our family stamp our mark in this, in this community? Do people know who we are? Do people know that the widow down the street, we're going to go and make sure she's okay, going to go as a family and make sure she's at Thanksgiving. And you'll remember for years before our family got big and before Uncle Peyton 
Satan came over. Your mother invited people to Thanksgiving mm-hmm. every year, and I'll never forget the year there was people sitting at the table. I didn't know their name, um, and they were from mom, single moms from Mom's Bible Study. And the funny year when that ten-year-old took my seat at the end of the table, and everybody's wondering what I'm going to do about this ten-year-old. He's in, like, you know, excuse me, kid, that's my seat. And Mom kind of looking down the table like, Bob, I think you can sit in another seat for Thanksgiving. It'll all be okay. And just watching, this is who we are. We invite people who don't have any place to go uh, for Thanksgiving. Helping our children catch it, um, but n- not just not just at church, but this is us. There is a guy who ministered to me at Publix. He's probably 40, functioning like an eight-year-old, a um, little, sh- little short, heavy kid man, and uh, he's a bag boy, and uh, I-, I love that, that Publix had him, and he was taking it, and we got to know each other a little bit. And I'd mess with him, and I'm watching him do the groceries out for uh, this woman who's on the phone, and she hits the button, and the t- uh, back of her nice car opens up, and he puts all the groceries in. She's still on the phone, and she goes and sits down in her car, and she doesn't even acknowledge his existence. And he goes and sticks his head around and says, thank you, ma'am, and she doesn't even hear him. And he walks away, and I said to Lenny, I said to him, uh, I'm sorry she didn't say thank you to you. And he said, that's okay, sir. She doesn't know thank you yet. And I oh. thought, oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, so this is an angel uh, here today, and I'm getting it, and uh, and he gets it. He didn't. He didn't need to hear thank you. He didn't need to hear thank you. Somebody has trained this this man to absolutely flat out get it. I want to raise tomorrow's leaders. Isn't that sad? That, that uh, it was the special needs special little boy needs. that got that. And well, I, mean, that I, boy, I, but. I think he doesn't have any special needs anymore. I, I think I think he, he he trained me in the parking lot. My motive: Why do I do? Do I do to get a thank you? Do I do to get a tip? Do I do it to get a whatever? Uh, or do I do because I am so honored to be serving here? Um, and, and watching Harvey during the single mom event uh, be out there serving, and I think he had one of his grandchildren with him, and they stopped and they prayed with somebody, uh, and the lady looked up at him and said, he said to her, what uh, what can we do, what can we pray for you? And the single mom as they were carrying, I think it was turkeys or toys, uh, she said, I, I pray for me that I get a job, I'm out of work. Well, what do you do? And she talked about it for a little bit. And uh, that little child got to watch that lady get a job at Harvey's company. Uh, because Harvey and Harvey's saying, you know, we're not just going to pray. We're going to be an answer. Let's be an answer. Come and interview with me. My children need to see that we are noticers. So I need to not just notice me, 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 me. What's in it for me? What can I get? What can I have? My children need to see, okay, what can I do? What can I give? What can I share? Melissa Kepper having a blessing bag. You know, Thanksgiving's not. I mean, Thanksgiving's not just about us, and and uh, New Christmas Eve is not just about us. And you having your children sit and and try to be good while you're rehearsing. It, this is about helping my children learn to give back. This is what our family is. This will raise a leader that will be a great spouse, a leader that will be a great servant leader in our culture. And can I just say, America desperately needs this. You've been listening to Parenting on Purpose, a ministry of Sheridan House Family Ministries. And if you want to find out more about what goes on at Sheridan House, uh, the Children's Homes Counseling Center, the many resources online that benefit all these ministries, go online to shfm.org. You'll find a wealth of stuff there as well. And if you want to hear today's program again or search another topic, we've covered so many things on parenting. You can search for them with simple keywords online at parentingonpurpose.org and sign up to get this podcast automatically uh, five days a week. Again, that's at parentingonpurpose.org. We hope you join us next time right here on Parenting on Purpose.